Welcome to episode 118 of the Jambase Podcast, proud partner of the Osiris Media Network. Our friends at Osiris recently launched Sugar Maple, their first foray into fictional storytelling. Sugar Maple stars Fred Savage and tells the tale of a magical guitar, and it includes a soundtrack featuring songs by Maggie Rose, Tom Marshall, Tran Anastasio, and more, so be sure to check it out. On this episode of the Jambase Podcast, we'll hear my chat with the Nth Power guitarist, Nick Casarino. The interview with Nick is coming soon, but first a note about this episode's sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Delfest. The 14th Annual Delfest, the beloved genre-spanning festival brainchild of McCurry Music and High Sierra Music, is pleased to announce that after a two-year hiatus due to COVID-19, the music of Del McCurry and Friends returns to beautiful Cumberland, Maryland from May 26th to the 29th. Festival hosts the Del McCurry Band and the Traveling McCurries are joined on the Delfest 2022 lineup by Railroad Earth, Bailiflex My Bluegrass Heart, Sam Bush, Tyler Childers, Robert Earl Keane, Leftover Sam, the Jerry Douglas Band, Watch House, California Honey Drops, Sierra Hull, Anders Osborne and Jackie Green, Cabinet, The Little Smokies, and many more. And along with traditional stage sets by these world-class artists, Attendees can again expect to see one-of-a-kind collaborations, special guest sit-ins, various tributes to Del McCurry and his musical legacy, and intimate appearances from the aforementioned artists. And don't miss the separately ticketed Delfest late-night performances as well. Located along the Potomac River in the scenic Appalachian Mountains, and personally chosen by Del, the Allegheny County Fairgrounds in Cumberland, Maryland serves as the ideal location for Delfest. Fairgrounds are conveniently located near four major airports and can be easily reached by rail or road. For information including camping, parking, partners, and more, please visit delfest.com and follow Delfest on all social platforms. Spend Memorial Day weekend with the Del McCurry Band at Delfest 2022. Grab your tickets today. Last week marked the 10th anniversary of Grateful Dead bassist Phil Lesh officially opening his Terrapin Crossroads venue and restaurant in California. I had the pleasure of seeing a handful of shows at Terrapin before it closed last November, and it was such a special place to see live music. Jambase is honoring the 10th anniversary of Terrapin Crossroads with a multi-part retrospective that explores the history and development of the TXR community. Some Rise, the first installment, which presents a deep dive into the events leading up to and including Terrapin Crossroads' early days, is live now on Jambase.com. We're nearing the end of March and the end of Jambase's March Madness Live Covers Tournament. Competition is down to the final four, and we'd love your help determining who will go on to the championship. The opening round one was made up of head-to-head covers of the same song. The covers with the most votes went on to round two to battle against different songs. Round three once again saw an extremely tight vote, with one cover edging out a win by just five votes. Final four features Fish's If Six Was Nine cover going up against Tedeschi Trucks Band's River along with Billy and the Kids with Billy Strings and James Casey's Tangled Up in Blue cover versus Goose's Mississippi Half-Step Uptown Toodaloo. Visit jambase.com and vote on the final four before 11.59 p.m. Pacific on Sunday night, March 27th, using whatever criteria you think is best to help determine the winners. It's been another busy week of tour announcements since our last episode. Roger Waters expanded his This Is Not a Drill North American tour, while Willie Nelson will bring his Outlaw Music Festival back on the road this summer and fall. Jason Isbell and the 400 unit, ZZ Top, Billy Strings, and Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats are among the acts joining Willie Nelson and family at select stops. 
Also of note, apparently retirement can wait for George Clinton. The legendary funk musician will lead Parliament Funkadelic on an extensive summer tour, while James Taylor, Dark Star Orchestra, Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets, and Jason Mraz are just a few of others who recently announced tour dates. Again, head to jambase.com for more details, and be sure to track your favorite artists on the website and using our fantastic iOS app. Alrighty, let's get to my interview with Nick Casarino. Nick talked to me via video chat from the side of the road where he was pulled over in his hometown of New York City. I started by asking him about his time performing and recording with Big Daddy Kane. We then got into the Nth Power's amazing tribute set and their upcoming guest-filled tribute to Earth, Wind, and Power in New Orleans during Jazz Fest. We then got into the evolution of the Nth Power and the collection of official live recordings that are now available for streaming on Nugsnet. Nick also discussed the huge role his frequent collaborator, Jennifer Hartswick, had in the formation of the band. The Nth Power recently returned to the road to start their Reach Out tour, and Nick told me all about getting back on the road after a long hiatus due to the pandemic. We then got into Reverence, the latest Nth Power studio album, which came out last fall. The Nth Power dedicated Reverence to multi-instrumentalist Kofi Burbridge, who played often with the trio and contributed to the album before his tragic death in 2019. Nick shared memories of Kofi and shared what he learned from Burbridge. Casarino then recalled a gig he played in 2019 when John Mayer sat in with him, and it's a must-hear story. We also discussed a batch of solo tunes Nick wrote, which he'll be premiering soon, a new Jennifer Hartswick album that's in the works that Nick contributed to, who he'd like to collaborate with most, and a couple of other topics. It's now time to hear my interview with Nick Casarino, which we'll lead into with a bit of the track Holy Rain from Reverence. excited to finally have Nick Casarino on the Jam Base podcast. How's it going, Nick? It's going good, man. I'm excited to finally be here. Excellent. Excellent. And where are you right now? I'm in Harlem right now. Harlem, New York. Excellent. So do you still live in New York City? Yeah, I live in Brooklyn, actually. 
Excellent. I've been, I've had the pleasure of seeing you perform all, I live in New York City as well, and I've had the pleasure of seeing you uh, all, all over New York City, um, especially in the years before the Nth Power was formed in, yeah. in 2012. And I can't believe it's been 10 years since the band yeah. came together. Wow. That's wild. But before we get into that, there's something I always wanted to ask you, and this is the perfect opportunity. I've seen your name listed next to Big Daddy Kane forever, and I never I don't know the backstory there. What's your history performing or or recording with Big Daddy Kane? Yep. So Kane is the man. Um, so I played in this 10 piece hip hop collective called The Lifted Crew. Okay. In New York, um, from 20, 2009 till like 2015. And um, during that time, uh, we started back, we backed up Slick Rick for some shows at BB King's. And then we ended up touring with him a little bit. And then um, because our name was in that pot, Kane was coming to New York and he needed a band. And um, our name got thrown into the hat. And so this 10 piece hip hop band, The Lifted Crew, um, started working with Big Daddy Kane and we started performing his live show with him, which is like a set of like all the hits that he had. And um, that was dope. And then he was working on this album and this new concept of this album with this singer named Showtime, who was an incredible singer from Trenton. He was on some Dilla records and he was on some Feral Monch music and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and uh, Kane had this project called The Last Supper, he wanted to call it. And so he wanted to record a record. And um, he showed us these demos and we went into the studio in Williamsburg. It's called Lion's Share Studios. I don't know. I don't think it's there anymore. But um, we went in the studio for a few weeks with Kane and Showtime and the 10-piece hip-hop band, the Lipta Crew, and we tracked all these records. We tracked this, these records. And um, it's out. It's it's in the world somewhere. It's probably on Apple <laughs> Music. It's called The Last Supper. Um, and, uh, yeah, we toured with that project for a while, released some videos, and, and it was dope. It was dope while it lasted, and it was an honor to work with Kane because he is he's still killing, 100% killing, 100% still a boss, 100% still a G. Um, and it was, yeah, it was an honor to work with him and, be, and spend time with him, you know, learn from him. Is touring with Big Daddy Kane and Slick Rick as crazy as one would think, or do they keep it pretty professional on the road? You no, know, they keep it they keep it pretty grown and sexy at this point. Maybe in the late 80s, early 90s, it might have been a little <laughs> different story. But, you know, 20, 2010s, 2050s, like they were, they were keeping it, they were keeping it tight and right. Excellent. And that leads us back into the nth power. And again, with it coming up on, on the 10th anniversary, uh, for those of our listeners that that aren't familiar, can you just share the story of how the band came together with us? Yeah, the band came together. Um, we were backing up a mutual friend, Jennifer Hartswick, who's a legend um, and incredible singer and trumpet player. And uh, we were backing her up at this club called The Maple Leaf, which is like a, a vortex of energy in New Orleans one of those longitude latitude places that is just kind of anointed by something. And uh, we were playing, backing her up at like three in the morning. I don't even know what time it was. And uh, it, Nikki Glassby plays in her band. I met Nikki through Jen. Um, I played in Jen's band forever because I'm from Vermont. I knew her from there. She needed a bass player. Nikki recommended a dude named Nate Edgar. Nigel Hall had just moved to New Orleans. She needed a keyboard player. Nigel was available, so we got Nigel. And then basically we all started backing her up and all started playing and kind of looked at each other. And we're kind of like, eh, this is kind of killing. And so we decided to try to make a band out of it. 
And then the first official came gig came in New Orleans, fittingly enough, at at the Blue Nile. Do you have specific nope. memories of that night from November 2012? I do. That was before Weedy Grime had joined the band. It was an incredible Jembe Fola. But um, we had Bill Summers, who was the percussionist from the Headhunters, Herbie Hancock, on a bunch of famous records. And I remember him being like, him being there and just playing with him and meeting him for the first time. That was amazing. And he's like, I'm here. He's like, I'm here because I can see the future. I can see the future. And I was like, all right, Bill. And, um, and I remember just kind of uh, feeling really comfortable with, with Nikki and Nigel and Nate at the time. times playing in new orleans like i just kind of started to get a glimpse about what that meant you know and new orleans has played such a huge role in the band's history and fittingly enough with jazz fest coming back so is nth power you guys have your earth wind and power tribute to earth wind and fire coming up at republic nola uh, on may 6th (laughs) um how how do you pick like, like using that as an example how did you pick the guests for this this upcoming tribute? Well, great question. Um, we picked them really carefully because um, I've been noticing just over the past, like at least since over the past years that I've been involved in Jazz Fest, which has been since whatever, 2013, 14, um, 2015, really. It was like, I thought the first Earth, Wind & Power show was 2015, I believe. Um, it was a legendary show and um and so since then i've just been kind of noticing like a lot of the bills a lot of the bills are at, don't feature a lot of new orleans musicians um and uh being not a new orleans musician um i'm, I'm more sensitive I'm, I'm sensitive to that i've been living in the you know i've been living in the hood here in new york for almost 12 for fi- almost 15 years and to gentrify something is to, you know, come in without any preconceived like respect or understanding of the, of the previous, you know, previously established culture and, and not really trying to contribute to that culture in any way. Um, so, like, what we want to do is the opposite of that for Jazz Fest. So we want to contribute to the culture that's there and, and lift up the culture that's there and um, and be part of the be part of the new history, like with with that culture. You know what I mean? I res- with respect. Um, so that involves like hiring as many new orleans locals as possible first of all for us um which we did this year um and also um we, we picked some of the other guests um uh just because they because you know they're, they're bigger names and they, they would help they would help the show um sell you know frankly no and that's fair and i appreciate that you know i think yeah. it's a good mix that you are fulfilling both of those things yeah, yeah. and 
How much rehearsal time do you think you'll get for, for this? Well, I'm coming down there Wednesday. Hopefully I'm going to do a vocal section on Wednesday, Thursday, all day. Hopefully we'll have the rehearsal and then Friday is the show. It's a really strong, it's a strong show and it's, it makes sense. And we got a bunch of cool transitions and a bunch of cool like medleys and a bunch of cool parts, but we have charts written out for people and me and Nikki and Nate have played a handful of times. So we're really strong and it, it, we have, we're, we're, we're strong with it. So we will be able to kind of direct, direct accordingly, you know. And we had, and these guys are all from so, you know, professionals, so they'll give it to the great. And is there conversations or emails that get back and forth beforehand? Like, are these guys going to be getting the charts? Well, they'll be getting the charts. Yep, they'll be getting little MP3s of some of the some of the uh, transitions. Um, you know, but not everything. We'd like to keep them on their toes a little bit. A little sure. bit. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And uh, the other power finally launched a partnership with Nugsnet last year, and so fans finally. fans yep. can can hear um, some some shows that really trace your the band's history. Yep. And uh, what what role did you play in in picking which shows went up? So we all kind of we all were pretty hands on on that um, because, and it was funny because it, you, you kind of forget kind of forget all the shit he did like we were like you know i was like damn this was killing there's a bunch of incarnations of the band which was important to we wanted to highlight the incarnations of the band because every incarnation has had a specific sound and a, and and, a, and 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 something that, that the other incarnations didn't have um for example the first incarnation with nigel i mean that had nigel and he was you know he was a force um so that music was dope and that was like the incarnation and then the next incarnation of the band had courtney smith on keyboard and organ and and weedy still um so and then we, and we started doing more um more some like more folkloric african music with that with weedy and we started doing um really taking our live arrangements up levels in terms of um rehearsing and coming up with live intros and outros and, and really putting like various different shows together that was like 2016 2017 we recorded a live album during that year and then the next incarnation was just um trio and, and that's been really great as of late um just to really like get down to the core of the parts and like try to do more with less because um it's awesome to like have have like so much stuff going on all the time in the music and, and it's awesome to have a huge huge sound but it's also awesome to have a huge sound with something like pared down and i feel like sometimes that's that's people can digest that in a different in a different way when they're watching the show too because they're up there and they're seeing three people and they're like oh i'm really aware of everybody's part here and what's going on you know what i mean i know what everybody's doing and it's been fun to see the reactions of the crowd that way. But either way, sorry, you were talking about Nugs.net, how we picked the shows. We picked the shows. Yeah, we listened to all those shows. We, we listened to like a handful of from each era and then kind of kind of just kind of like whittled it down a little bit. To be honest with you, some of the we we, we remembered like that. We didn't remember a bunch of it, but there's some that we did remember. We were like, we got to find this show. We okay. got to find this show. And um, and we did that. We found those. And those are the first those are on the first batch that we put out. And can we expect another batch at, at some point? Yeah, soon? there's more batches coming. There's more batches in the works. Some of them are being mixed right now. We're also going to release some of our tribute shows um, out there, which we haven't really done an official release of most of them. We released a CD or live version of our Bob Marley tribute, Rebel Music. But we also do a, um, a Nirvana show and the Earth with a Fire show, a Steely Dan show and a Marvin Gaye show. So we're talking about different ways to kind of like when, when to drop those and figure out the next moves but yeah there's more batches coming for sure 
Very cool. Very cool. And the Reach Out Tour 2022 recently started. How has it felt to get back on the stage? It has felt great. Um, It's felt great. It's uh, definitely different. It's like, you know, like if if you like if you're a kid and you fall down, you hurt yourself, like you get up and you're like, oh, everybody's just kind of trying to like walk it off a little bit. Like everybody kind of were just like feeling it out a little bit, being like, all right, all right, we took one on the chin. Um, but here we are again back in the ring. We're like, we're, we're getting ready to we're getting ready to do what we do. Um, it's been great. Um, yeah. It's How many people are, are go on the road with, with, with the three of you? One. We okay. keep it tight. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah, we're a real tight operation. And how do you typically get around from show to show with four people? Just in a van? Yep, some kind of van. Yeah. Some kind of van and yeah, some kind of van. Our our drive we 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 work with a woman, her name is Natalie Tuttle. She's an incredible front of house engineer. She also does certain tour managing things and we all kind of spread around the driving. And and it really you've you've only done pretty a, a couple of sporadic gigs so far this year. It's really gonna pick up in in April. That's fair yep. to say, correct? Yep. And, we're hitting some of the markets that were the best for us. Florida has always been good. Um, yeah, we're just trying to get back out there because we we did we did the, the handful of things that we've done already have been good. California really came out. Um, to be honest with you, going out there, they, they people really came. A lot of people came out, so I'm looking looking forward to see how many how many come out this time. I'm, I'm excited to see as a regular High Sierra goer that the Steely Dan tribute is coming uh, that this summer. That that's one of your tributes that I haven't had the chance to see yet, and they're they're one of my favorite bands. And I haven't even yeah. seen clips of that, so I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys do with their music. Yeah, the last time we did that um, was in Jazz Fest at in Burlington, Vermont, at a club called Nectars, um, and we played there um, in 2018 with Kofi Burbridge. Um, he was playing with us heavy at that time, and um, we were recording an album together. And um, that was a show. That show is actually released on Nugs.net. Um, that Steely Dan tribute is actually released on Nugs that I just remembered. That was one of the shows that we were like, oh, remember that show? We got to find that show for that out because Kofi was so spectacular on that show. And um, again, that show just featured like three chunks of three, three big medleys with all these transitions and all these things. And it was really fun to put that together and really fun to perform that with him because that was the only time we'd ever done that with him. He had done our Earthman and Fire show as well before he passed. But um, hearing him play the Steely Dan music was... I can only imagine. And I think it's speaking of Kofi, it's it's only appropriate that that we talk about reverence. Um, the yeah. the latest Nth Power album, which came out last fall, and he appears throughout and was dedicated to his memory. H- how did you first meet Kofi? We met Kofi through O'Teal. Um, we were working with O'Teal on something, and uh he would he had always talked about Kofi like he was this like like I mean he was his big brother and like he was his teacher and like he was like oh like we're like you're the greatest O'Teal and he's like no 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 Kofi's the greatest <laughs> so we're it. like all right whatever bro not like whatever but like you know O'Teal's the greatest but then he's like no 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 Kofi's the greatest and we're like all right and so I think we met Kofi it must have been a jazz fest it must have been in New Orleans somewhere I think he came in and took a flute solo on something and um yeah, we saw what he was talking about. And what were some of the things that you learned from him? 
Um, one of the, some of the things that I've learned from Kof were, uh, okay, so like his ability to accompany. I grew up in a musical family. My dad plays guitar and sings. My mom plays guitar and sings. And, um, and, and she would, he would always accompany her. And he played piano. And like, so I, I learned how to be an accompanist at a young age. Um, but um, the level of mastery that Kofi has as an accompanist is, is on kind of another level. And I, I've never been accompanied by someone of that caliber um, until then. So like the freedom that I felt while being supported by someone like him playing what he was playing. And then, and then I heard, this is before I even heard him with Derek and Susan. And um, I heard of the stuff that he did with that. And it was just exactly, exactly that case in point. Um, like I was saying with the trio before, it's like doing the most, saying the most with the least, like only playing what needs to be played, like to support what's happening. And Sometimes um, less is more. Yeah, space is the place, but like, just yeah, it's like. But, but he could, he would also play a lot sometimes too when it when it called for it. Um, but like, he was just a master accompanist. And then uh, the other thing that I learned from him, um, there, there's a oneness in in vocabulary. There's a oneness in language that occurs when you study music to a certain extent. I started learning this. When I was in high school and I started studying jazz exclusively, I was a kid, I was a jazz snob. I was like, this is it. This is the baddest music. Nothing else matters. This is the baddest shit ever. Coltrane, 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 who is still my favorite musician ever, but still. But the more I studied, the more I realized that it's all it's all one. The best parts about all this music is the oneness. It's, it's, the, it's the feeling that it gives the listener. That's what that's what the music is. And um, expertise, like whatever, it's like... Um, also like when you apply jazz language to other music um there's a way to like use jazz language but also not sound too jazzy and like not have it be all like over people's heads but still pulling from this like rich american tradition and kofi is so his um that 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 point is exemplified perfectly on his flute solo on our on our song joy from reverence um he takes his flute solo and his language his vocabulary is so masterfully like truly american like but also just like it's jazz, but it's soul, but it's folk, but it's like fucking it's some it's 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 one it, and it's 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 it. with that in the studio or how you guys been... on the spot wow he played that shit well i was in there with him and um because the song has like some some chords that 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 are that, that, it's got some chords and um and so i was playing the chords for him and like we were just kind of going over it in the studio together and he was just kind of like coming up with stuff and and um so we kind of like played it together for a while but we didn't like rehearse it i was just kind of playing the chords free and he was just kind of playing and then and he fucking went in there and played that shit. <laughs> you know? I was like, damn. I was like, he didn't have to do that. 
was like, he didn't have to give that to us. He <laughs> fucking, he did it, bro. He gave that to us. And now that it's been a while since the album's been out, and first of all, um, I can imagine it must have been tough waiting all that time to to put the album out after you recorded it. Yeah, it was a little tough. And but now that it's been out for for a while, um, have you been happy with the, with the response? I've been happy with the response. Um, our music touches people in in a way that they all they usually say. They say positive things about it to me when they speak to me about it. Like your music helped me get through this. Your music helped me deal with this. Your music helped me do that. So that happens to one person, then I'm I'm happy. And so it happened to more than one person. So I'm happier and, you know, on to the next. It's very, very spiritual. And, you know, I've, I've certainly seen people cry at and power shows. And uh, that's why I love the Nirvana tribute, too, because it also shows the other side of yeah. what you guys are capable of and the raucous. <laughs> yeah. Um, the album also features Cheryl Pepsi Riley. Um, I know you're a big fan. Well, how yeah. is it working with her? she's a monster so i worked with her in new york for years before this album because i played at the in the house band at this club called the village underground which is now part of the comedy cellar but um it's uh she was in the house band down there she also had like her own night down there but um yeah she wasn't always in the house band, but she was off and on for years and she's a new york legend and she's a monster vocalist and um we were like who can we call we're like do we get somebody I think it was Nikki's idea. It was either mine or Nikki's idea. I can't remember whose idea it was. But um, but yeah, it's always great working with Cheryl. We're gonna play together next month. Um and uh she is she's just a legend and she's a virtuoso and she's like she's part of something. The thing I love about Cheryl is she's part of something that is like of a time that was like that that was really revered in new york like in terms of like musicians really being really good and really like paid and really like there's a lot of work and like this heyday of like new york music you know in the 90s and shit and um she's part of this like part of this legendary um roster of, of people that, that 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 fucking you know cut their teeth on that shit and um so it's, it's she's a she's a it's an honor you know no no doubt no doubt and uh, one one thing that you brought up was the comedy cellar and and the and the, and the village, and I wanted to talk about in 2019 you played at the Olive Tree um, with with John Mayer. Oh, uh, yeah. How did that all come together? So, Olive Tree Cafe is like it's one it's one of my regular gigs in New York. I play there every Monday night. Um, still, we do that now, and that's with the the owner Noam Dorman who's a phenomenal guitar player arranger mandolin player oud player another guitar player singer colin smith two horn players um and uh so we do that every night or every monday night still um so that came about because um john mayer had come down to the village underground and played before so the olive tree and the village underground were the same owner no was the guy that i played with there. okay um he owns a comedy cellar as well John always loved the comedians, um, so he and he loved he loved Noam and the band. So we would come down and sit with them before my time there. Um, I get word that John Mayer is coming to see a comedy show at the all at the comedy show. Um, I'm playing, but that, at that night I was actually playing by myself. But um, Noam brought down all the like, extra guitars and amps. He's like, "I'm leaving all this shit up there just in case Mayer wants to play." And I was like, "My oh, man." 
and uh so whatever i play i literally play all all night like i played like for like four hours like straight i can't remember it was forever and i was like he's not gonna play i'm like all right let's get out of here and so like i'm about to leave i'm about to actually no i leave i kind of stop the gig and i walk off and um the manager goes, yo, will you just play Case of You? I have this arrangement, this Joni Mitchell tune that I grew up with that I, that I play by myself. And it's her favorite song. And I was like, yeah, sorry, I can't believe I forgot to play it. Play it for four fucking hours straight. I was like, no, but yeah, sure, here we go. So I play I play Case of You. And um, she loves it. And then the this comedian, Sherrod Small, good friend, great comedian in New York, hilarious. Um, he's friends with John. He comes up. Oh, first of all, let me go back. When I saw John Mayer walk in in the middle of the show, that is a tall man. I was like, damn, he looks kind of like a wrestler. I was like, this fucking guy is tall. This fucking John Mayer. So he's sitting in the back for the most of the show. And I know he can hear me, but he's not really giving me any vibe, which is fine. And then um, he goes downstairs to see a comedy show. And I'm like, all right, all right, it's all over. And so uh, I finished and she wants me to play Case of You. I play Case of You. Then then Sherrod, comedian, comes up on stage. He starts singing and talking shit he goes john come on come on john <laughs> i didn't say anything though he's like come on john and uh, he's just like no 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 he's like come on man come on and so john there comes up and he comes up and he's like i'm gonna play him i'm like all right great it was crazy because i'd never seen like i played with a handful of famous or really well-known people um but the way that the phones came out and like everybody like came up, it was like they all like came up. They're like, Wah. I was like, Wah. it was, it was kind of gross. But it was, um, but it was, it was all right. It was great. And so then, then he started playing, and um, we played like a fucking handful of records. We played like he sang "Ain't No Sunshine," sang a blues. Um, how blue can you get? I believe, which was yeah, uh, a favorite of yours. Love that one. I can't really remember what else we played. Man but... in the Mirror, do I oh, remember? Oh, yeah, Man in the Mirror. That's the shit. And he just picked, I mean, did, was there any discussion of what you'd play? Or was did he just follow along with, with your lead? Yeah, like, I think we were like, I was like, what do you want to play? And he's like, ain't no sunshine. And I was like, all right, cool. So we did that. And then I was like, I'm on a blues. And he's like, all right, cool. And then we did that. And then, then whatever, Man in the Mirror. And then... uh yeah, and that was it. And I was like, great playing with you. He's like, great playing with me. I was like, see you later. He's like, see you later. And that was it. You have not seen him or connected with him since. No, he hasn't uh, returned any of my calls. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he didn't give me his number. He didn't give me his number. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, one thing I noticed, um, you, there, you're going to be playing at a festival here in New York City um, later, uh, I believe in a few days, so probably before this comes comes out but you you mentioned on instagram that you've got new music coming yeah um in in what's what 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 is can you give us a little preview of, of what you've you've got coming yeah absolutely um so like yeah i've been working on a bunch of solo music um through covid it was great to kind of just kind of reconnect with like my roots and kind of remember where i come from um I study jazz so much and that's like I def- definitely identify as that to a certain extent but I grew up as a folk as a folk head like I was a folk artist and then when I started playing I was playing like punk rock and stuff like that but like at the core like when I'm like sitting down and writing something by myself like it's more like Americana like folky kind of stuff um so I started just writing more stuff like that and like just being like trying to be really honest about who I am where I come from 
And um, so I've been recording a bunch of it and um, I'm still recording it and uh, I'm going to release it at some point this year. And, um, and I'm going to play some of the new music this Sunday at this festival called Love New York at Our Wicked Lady. Um, there's a bunch of amazing New York artists on this lineup and um, it's a super dope, it's a super dope thing. Very cool. And you brought up that some of this you you identified with yourself during the pandemic. Uh, what what did you do during the pandemic? Uh, what what how, how did yeah. you keep busy? Well, you know, kept busy. Me and my wife were doing a bunch of live streams, like weekly live streams, and during you know the summer of twenty twenty, um, with the racial uh, racial unrest in the country, and the kind of certain like reckonings that were taking place we were involved with that um pretty heavily in terms of talking about it online all the time with different forums and and having it be a part of our live stream show all the time and um in terms of writing that's what i mean some of some of this new music is definitely about that i mean like i lost touch with people um that i was friends with a long time because basically it's like we had to take a moral inventory as white men in america take responsibility for the fact that it's like, okay, we learned a white supremacist revision of history. We live in a country where systemic racism is real and white privilege exists. And, um, and like, what are we going to do about it? Um, and so basically I, I, I lost touch with some friends that were like really close. I was really close with for a long time because I let too much shit slide in the past, first of all. And second of all, um, this like, you know, moral reckoning that we're all dealing with, like some of my people, well, one of my guys was like, you know, systemic racism, systemic racism isn't real and white privilege doesn't exist. And he says that because he comes from that. For him to say that, admit that, will admit that he is what he is. Um, but we fucking lost touch. We lo- we're losing touch over that. And like some, some of these songs are about losing people that like that, that you love or that, that you love or trying to figure out how to move forward with these people when there's racist issues. And it's like, yo. I, I have to put my, I got to put my foot down on some certain things right now. I'm trying to figure out how to do it, you know, but, um, how do we as, as white males who have been privileged, so support, you know, the black community best and recognize. We got to be anti-racist. It's like, we got all that shit out when we see it. It's mad micro shit all the time. The fucking government, the whole country is built on fucking white supremacy. It's like, that's what it is. It's like, okay. It's like, we just got to be there. We got to be there for people. We got to just, it's, it's, it's a white, it's, it's a white issue. So it's like, we just got to talk to white people about it. We don't need to talk to black people about it. That much I know. Yeah, that is for sure. That is for sure. Um, uh, on a, a lighter topic, um, I, I've had the pleasure of seeing you perform a number of times with Jennifer Hartswick, and um, uh, do you do, uh, intend to do more duo stuff with, with Jennifer this year? Yeah, we got some shows coming up next week in upstate New York. We're playing at Albany um, at this place called Lark Hall next week. I think it's on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and then somewhere else upstate next week, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, she's the best and we're going to do duo shows again. We recorded a new album. Ooh, there's a good tidbit. Yep, We recorded a new album, um, with Christian McBride and some other cats. And, um, she's, uh, in the process of they're, they're, they're going to figure out a release date. Um, and, uh, it's really exciting. 
you guys, that same group of musicians, or, or at least Christian, yourself, and Jennifer, were at the heart of Nexus, which yep. is and we got a such a fantastic. This, this time around, Connor Elms, he's a drummer from Vermont. He grew up with Jennifer, and um, he's a monster. We recorded it in Nashville. Um, it's definitely probably some of the strongest stuff that I've ever been a part of, for sure. I feel really, really happy about it. Same vibe as Nexus? Or, it's or, like Nexus on steroids. Ooh, oh man, you got me. Uh, I got goosebumps already. Yeah, I can't can't wait to hear that. It's juiced. It's juiced up. For sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, one one final question for you. You've had the pleasure. We talked about you've you played with many incredible musicians. We didn't even get into the likes of, of Trey, um, but. Uh, Living musicians that perform regularly, if there's one that you could pick that you'd like to to play with, who's tops on your list? There was one living musician that I would pick to play with who would be top on my list. Yeah. Damn. One? Oh, <laughs> Probably Wayne Shorter. Okay. So your jazz days uh, still have have a big, big influence. And yeah, maybe we could just meditate together. I don't even know if we want to play. But <laughs> yeah, way shorter. I'd like to get back with Mayor, not going to lie. But I'd also like to get back with Stevie. Not back with Stevie. I'd like to get with Stevie. <laughs> I was going to say, I must have missed out on that. Yes, that yeah, no, that'd be yeah. a great mix right there. And yeah, how about a Stevie Wonder and Power tribute? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely all the docket. It's crossed our minds a bunch. Um, we're definitely, definitely not opposed to it. Very cool. Well, uh, Reverence came it came out last fall and it's available now wherever you get good music. Uh, the Reach Out Tour goes into full effect this spring. You guys are going to be making festival appearances. Nick, thank you so much for finally joining us on the Jam Base Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. This episode of the Jam Base Podcast. Nick Casarino and the Nth Power will keep busy over the coming months with their Reach Out Tour. Thanks to Nick for appearing on the podcast and be sure to catch the Nth Power when they come to your neck of the woods. I also want to thank Jake Alexander for producing the Jam Base Podcast and to you for listening. If you're picking up what we're laying down, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Also, get your votes in for the final four rounds of the Jambase March Madness Live Covers Tournament to help us determine who goes on to compete in the championship. Be well, everybody, and go see live music. Music.